Good afternoon, everybody. It's your boy Isaiah and Oliver Mintz back with the 11th episode of the Athletic Exchange podcast. I don't like that at all. <laughs> this is that's terrible. <laughs> Did you stop it? No, You're, we're live. <laughs> Bro, I'm there? trying to go for more. Yeah, I'm trying to go for subtle. All right, here we go. Here we go. Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome back for episode 11 of the Athletic Exchange Podcast. Yes, this is our 11th episode, bringing you fresh content each and every week during the NFL season, trying to give you our best takes, opinions, and sometimes uh, stupid moments. But we'll keep we'll keep doing it for you guys. Uh, today is a very unique episode. Because we are going to be attempting to take in any live callers. So if any of you folks out there that are watching or rewatching, if you join a little bit later, would like to join in on the pod and give us your takes or ask us any questions or thoughts, please feel free to click on the link. We have it posted in our Instagram story. Uh, so if you go on there and click the link, you will be able to join and we will listen to your takes, whether they are great takes or terrible takes. So, without further ado, let's start on the NFL Week 4. So, Mr. Mintz, Week 4 was a wild one. I feel like every week there's something crazy going on in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah. But biggest takeaway, we always start with that. What is your biggest takeaway from Week 4? What are some things that really really caught your eye? Yeah, before I before I get into that, I know a lot of people are probably wondering where's episode ten on Spotify and Apple and mm. all of the all of the uh, other platforms. Um, so we are running into some technical difficulties. Um, we're working through them. Uh, I think we're going to be able to post week or excuse me episode ten and episode eleven at the same time, uh, and we're going to hopefully have both of them uploaded by Saturday. So right before the uh, the NFL week starts, or I guess if you if you count the Bears and Commanders game as the the week starting, we're not going <laughs> to upload. We're not going to upload in time for tomorrow's game, um, but look out for that. Um, we'll be posting on our socials um, about that. So week episode ten, episode eleven should be uploaded uh, by this weekend. So in case any of y'all were wondering, <laughs> but um, biggest takeaway, I, I gotta say. For me, there wasn't really like any like super huge games besides the uh, the Bills and Dolphins game. Obviously, that might that has to be my biggest takeaway was yeah. how good the Bills look. I mean, I didn't expect a drubbing of that team. I expected it to be pretty high scoring, but not like a complete blowout. I mean, we won by four touchdowns. Like. That's just – it's unheard of, especially of a, t of a team that, like, just came off a 70-point win, or it was, like, 70 to 20. But, like, you don't do that to a team that dropped 70 in the NFL. And the defense played insanely well. The offense was so efficient. Josh Allen kept the ball out of harm's way. Diggs was open on, like, every freaking route he ran. Uh, Gabe Davis contributed pretty well. Uh, Dalton Kincaid was getting in there. I mean, he had like five catches for, you know, 50 yards or something like that. And, um, so overall, I think the bills just look along with the 49ers right now, like the most complete teams in the NFL. What about you, Isaiah? 
Interesting. Uh, not surprising at all that you would choose the Buffalo Bills game to highlight. Uh, it's almost like you're a Buffalo Bills fan. It's almost like you're in the mafia. Yeah. But no hate. I mean, they're your team. They played well. I, I thought the Dolphins were going to win that game. Um, I thought wrong. So props <laughs> to the Buffalo Bills. Um, but I think for me, the game that really caught me off guard is how about the New York Jets? Playing Kansas City close, and then Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I I, I really enjoy watching Mahomes, but it's when I watched him that game, I was like, what what is going on through his brain right now? Like he was making some weird decisions, throwing the ball that led to some picks, and I'm thinking like, why is he trying to force? He knows this defense is elite. He knows he can he he can beat them easily. Like, why is he trying to force this stuff? And then Zach Wilson. I mean, I don't know what he must have been taking some ayahuasca like Aaron Rodgers was taking because that man came out possessed. Like he was, he he came out with, I mean, he wasn't playing lights out, but he's been playing so bad that we see him now. And when he throw like when he completes more than three passes in a row, it's like whoa, <laughs> this dude is legit. So like for Zach Wilson, I know he messed up a couple of times in the fourth quarter, had a couple three and outs to end the game, but I mean. I was not impressed. I was just shocked. One, that the Chiefs played so poorly on offense, and then the Jets played so well on offense. Well, well subjective, but, you know, better than they have been playing, especially since Chris Jones was on that defensive line, and he wreaks havoc. So I don't know how Zach Wilson, how he just all of a sudden came out a new man. I guess Aaron Rodgers being there affected it. I don't know. Maybe he was trying no. to steal Taylor Swift. Bro. I, that's I, yeah. He saw Taylor Swift up there. He saw he Taylor in the stage. <laughs> and he was like, "I gotta perform. I can't choke on this yeah. stage." Yeah. So yeah, exactly. that was that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think Chiefs look really suspect right now, man. Like, I think mm -hmm. they're vulnerable in certain ways. I mean, their two wins have been. Uh, it's the Bears is one of them, and then. Or they have three wins now. I guess the Bears, Jets, and who? Who's the other team they beat? They beat the Jaguars. That's right. But that wasn't even a blowout. It was like seventeen to ten or something like that. Like, yeah, it was. It was, they, it was relatively close. Yeah, and the Jaguars played piss poor in that game. It wasn't even. They, it wasn't even their best performance at all. Yeah. No, so, I agree. Um, and that team is talented. So, I, I'm. I'm worried for the chiefs i think there's a little bit of concern there um i think the fact that they don't have a true wide receiver one is really going to come back and bite them they were able to get away with it last year um but i just don't think you can rely on a tight end to be your main receiving threat the whole entire time now travis kelsey obviously he's a different he's an animal he's a monster but you can't what what about the Patriots with Rob Gronkowski when they didn't yeah, have they, no number okay. one receiver? They had Edelman and Amendola, and, like, that was it. And Wes Welk? Wasn't Wes Welker there too? Yeah, he, he did, but I'm saying the Patriots only ever had a true number one, and that was Randy Moss, and that was it. They never yeah. they had a bunch of, like, gadget-type receivers, and Gronk was their, like, number one. He was. I think they could succeed with the good – how did they win the Super Bowl last year? Yeah, you can – but when you have Kadarius Tony dropping passes like 
Don't get me started on Kadarius Tony. I mean, you Sky Moore. I mean, I'd take Edelman over Sky Moore. I'd take Amendola over Sky Moore. Marquez Valdez Scantling. I mean, he has good spots sometimes. But again, I would take both of those guys, That's Edelman and syllables. Amendola. <laughs> but they just have to either they have to work something in at the trade deadline, get someone that can actually produce as a main number one wide receiver, and that offense would actually explode and it would be insane to watch. But as of right now, there's like they I think they're still trying to figure it out. Do you think two questions for you? Do you think there's a possibility that I know people weren't expecting the Buccaneers to be this good so far. Mind you, it's only been four games, but they're three and one, I believe. That's a good record. And they've always had a solid defense. Their defense is basically still the same from when they won the Super Bowl, minus Damakong and what's his name? Sue. And Damakong Sue and Jason Pierre Paul. Mm-hmm. And then who else? Who, who's uh, Jordan Whitehead, the safety that went to New York? Minus those three guys, they got the same core intact on defense. And then Baker's playing decent. Um, but do you think there's a chance that Tampa will part ways with Mike Evans and that could be someone that the Chiefs target? Because I know the Chiefs were in the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. They were they were in talks with DeAndre, and ultimately, I don't know what he was sipping on. He chose to go to tennis, the Tennessee Titans where all receivers <laughs> die. I mean, we saw Julio go to Tennessee, and he became irrelevant. Like, why would you go to – that's another story for another. Well, he went Brown. to Tennessee. Yeah. And then he, A.J. Brown wanted to get out of Tennessee to go to Philly. And he's still yeah. whining like a little baby. But that's another story for another day. So do you think the Chiefs – you, could you see Kansas City trading for an elite receiver like Mike Evans? And do you think it's as big of an impact? Or do you think that the impact of Eric Bieniemy leaving is a cause of their offensive woes? Or do you just think that – it's wearing off and that the it's just, just the receivers that Patrick doesn't have enough receivers. What do you think? No, it's, it's, it's a combination of, of not having enough weapons. And I think the enemy leaving, um, I mm. think the enemy had a huge effect on Patrick Mahomes because if you kind of look at it and I, I don't want to compare him to Josh Allen, but I'm doing it. If you look at what happened when Brian Dable left, and Ken Dorsey came in as OC, you see that there was a change. And there was a change in the play of Josh Allen to an extent. He still had a really good season, don't get me wrong, but there was a change where the offense kind of worked. And you could see that's happening with the Chiefs right now. Once Eric Bieniemy's gone, the offense looks a little different. And it looks like it's not it, – they're still trying to figure it out. And I think the Bills have figured out what Ken Dorsey wants. And I think that – the Chiefs are going to have to figure out. I don't know who their new offensive coordinator is. Um, but Matt Nagy. That's who it is. Yep, yep. I knew it was some bum. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> some bum. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy's a bum, dude. Yeah, he is. Good God. But, yeah, that's right, man. Oh, my God. So they're going to have to take a minute to figure out what the Matt Nagy offensive system is going to look like yeah you know and you know Andy Reid is going to be that guy he's controlling pretty much everything but it's going to be it's very this is a very similar situation to what the Bills went through last year and Mm -hmm. I as far as Mike Evans goes I don't know man if the Buccaneers are playing well like they are right now and they're winning games with a chance to make the playoffs and in the NFC 
I, I mean, they have a chance. They can make it to the NFC Championship if they play well enough. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's Mike Evans is ready to dip out of there quite yet. Mm. Yeah, because I was about to say, there's not any other receivers that are on the market right now. Like, and even Evans is not technically on the market. Like, who are you going to pick up to help that receiving core? There's nobody, realistically, unless you call up AB. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, not... <laughs> you say that, but how many people would have thought that AB would have signed with Tom Brady and the Patriots, and then AB would have signed with Tampa Bay when Tom Brady was playing in there? Yeah, and then walk off the field in the middle of the game. <laughs> yeah, that was that was wild. That was abs- yeah. that was one of the craziest things I've seen in my life. <laughs> but 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 yeah, Eric Bieniemy yeah. is doing really well with Washington, though. I'm impressed. Well, some games I look at Sam Howell and I'm like, why is he doing? Like he he's just being a turnover machine. And some games I'm like, this dude is solid and he's athletic and he's fast. Like. He's a good quarterback. I like. I'm. I'm excited to see what Washington does. I well, think they're going to yeah. be the third, the third in the NFC East now because the Giants. My goodness. I mean, what happened to New York? What happened to the G-Men that you picked to beat against Seattle? Didn't you pick that? Well, no, I don't remember, dude. I honestly don't. But all I know is I took the Seahawks minus two and a half on Monday night and. That paid pretty nicely, so <laughs> yeah. I am I'm not I'm not too upset about that. But man, the Giants stink. They've They're... been out they've been outscored sixty four to three at home. They haven't even touched the end zone. They Isaiah, they haven't scored a touchdown in two games at home. You don't got to tell me about it. I'm a Patriots fan. I know what it's like to watch games and not have them <laughs> score a touchdown. I experience it often. It's it's bad. It's there's not. Let me explain something to you. There's like you're a Bills fan, so even if they don't make the Super Bowl every year, or don't like make it all the way to the Super Bowl, they still score hella touchdowns in all the games. And I bet you have a good time watching them score touchdowns. A pay, ever since Brady left, bro, it's like the chance of a Patriot scoring of the Patriots scoring a touchdown is so rare now. It's like oh my god, if they. You know what? I I found myself celebrating. I forget who they played. I think it was the Jets when they had a touchdown to Farrell Brown, who I didn't even know was on the roster. Yeah. Usually I'm good with no Farrell Brown. Who is that? Does this guy come from the <laughs> XFL? But anyways, he caught a touchdown pass, and I was like, yeah, like I was so hyped. I was like, yeah, let's freaking go, let's go. And meanwhile, we 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 like suck. Like, we were playing the Jets. It's not like we were playing anybody spectacular. And th- and it's like nothing's worse than sitting on your couch, getting ready to watch the games on Sunday, getting all comfortable, getting your, getting your drinks ready to go, having your snacks. And they don't score a freaking touchdown. Your favorite team doesn't score a touchdown. I don't think the Bills yeah. have ever not scored a touchdown. So you don't know what it's like. But it sucks, bro. It sucks. Dude, do you remember Nate Peterman? Four interceptions in one half. But were you Come a on. Bills fan when Nathan Peterman was a quarterback? No. Yes. Or, yes. Right? Yes. 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 Wow. So you weren't, you didn't become a fan when Josh Allen got drafted? No, because I didn't know Josh Allen. I didn't know he was going to be like who Wait he is now. Time out. So then when, when and why did you transition from becoming a Redskins fan to a Bills fan? Okay. Here's the thing. I was never a Redskins fan per se. I was an RG3 fan. And when I was a kid, RG3 was my hero. And I 
saw him get drafted to the to the Redskins and realized after watching him play his rookie year, I was like, oh my god, this guy's gonna be insane for the next fifteen years. And lo and behold, <laughs> that didn't happen. So um, I was just I was essentially an RG three fan. I mean, especially since he was yeah. he grew up so close to where we grew up and went to Baylor, which is my alma mater, and. And tore it up. I mean, that's that was what really what I supported. So, yeah. But yeah, man, Nathan Peterman. Don't get me started. Nathan Peterman. That dude was so bad. Didn't he throw seven interceptions in one game? Or am I or am I incorrect in saying that? Yeah. No, you're right. That happened. And then Tyrod Taylor came in, and uh, oh, looked pretty good. I about Tyrod. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. Tyrod. He looked pretty good. Um. All the Bills fans thought he was going to be like the next coming, but uh, that didn't turn out to be. And then I think we drafted, did we draft like Cardale Jones or something? <laughs> that was so bad. I don't even remember, bro. I don't think I was anybody so... was paying attention to the Bills back then, to be honest. I was, so, I was so hyped about Cardale Jones coming out of Ohio State when he won the national championship. And he was like a first rounder to the Bills, and I think he started like one game. <laughs> That was just mm-hmm. it was just terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. But now Josh Allen and Diggs and Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox and don't Dalton forget about Hayes. Hines. He's injured for the year, but man, if y'all had Hines this year too, oh my gosh, dead. Oh, James James Cook though, James Cook is cooking. Buddy is insane. Damian Harris is so, Damian Harris is solid. Uh, Latavius Murray in his old age. His old ass is playing real well too. <laughs> that man is say yeah, old like he's fifty, and he's like he, he's like thirty what, thirty four, thirty three, something like that. But that's old for a running back, man. Yeah, for a running back, that that's old. Yeah. Oh, but how about Tre'Davious White? Yeah, man, that's sad. That's very sad. Um, we lost. If it makes you feel any better, we lost Christian, Christian Gonzalez, Gonzalez and yeah. Matt Judon in yep, the same I night for that. the whole season. Yep. It's hard. It's hard, man. It's. It's hard. I mean, y'all lost like 38 to 3, so it wasn't like they were doing much to stop the Cowboys. It's sad, it's sad bro, being a Patriots fan <laughs> right now. It's hard, bro. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. You could you can support the Bills. <laughs> no. I don't know if you, you shouldn't do that. It's AFC East. No. We don't. If yeah. I if I if so if the Patriots were to disappear from the NFL, the team that I would support next next like number 2 is the Minnesota Vikings. Because when I was younger, I actually used to be a fan of both the Vikings and the Patriots because I loved Adrian Peterson. He was my favorite player for the longest. And when I watched that dude, I was like, man, that dude is insane. Adrian mm-hmm. Peterson, they had Brian Robeson at defensive end. They had a lot of good players, the Vikings. Um, they had this really fat lineman. His name was Phil Lodeholt. I don't know if you remember that name from Madden, but I remember his name. And that man, would, man, he made this whoop. <laughs> He made Vince Wilfork look like a cinnamon stick. That dude was huge. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Dang, I didn't know that was – you had a Viking side to you. That's interesting. I, I was a fan of the – now I just – I kind of keep tabs up on them, but they're kind of a laughing stock right now. So, yeah. 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 Okay, I have to get your take on this because I, I, I've been intrigued watching the Philadelphia Eagles recently, and they are – they're arguably one of the best teams in the league, and they obviously made the Super Bowl last year. Should have won that game, I thought. 
but that's another conversation for another day. Um, what's going on with them? I mean, they're winning, but they're not winning like they were last year, blowing everyone out, just straight up Jalen Hurts and, and A.J. Brown tearing up defenses. Their defense is playing okay, but it took overtime to beat the Commanders last week. And I, the Commanders are solid, don't get me wrong, but if you're – you're gonna if you're gonna stake your claim in the NFC as the best team in the NFC when the 49ers are just halfway across the country, <laughs> then um, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are are on the ropes a little bit. What do you think? I think you would be accurate in that statement. I think people are first of all, I love Jalen Hurts like you love Jalen Hurts. I think he's a true like everything you want in a quarterback everything yeah. leadership intangibles athleticism iq work ethic everything he's everything you want in a qb so i love jalen hurts i love aj i love Devonte. love swift i have no idea why detroit got rid of swift but honestly bro it comes down to one thing and one thing only one thing only i don't think it's super bowl hangover even though they didn't win the super bowl because i don't think their head coach would allow that, and then Hertz would allow his teammates to slack off. Like, his screensaver is literally him losing the Super Bowl. Like, he's on some Stephon Diggs-type stuff, bro. Like, he's in his – like, he's down bad because they lost that game. So, it's Shane Steichen. That's, that's all it is. Their playbook is a little bit different. They run a little bit less option plays than they used to, and the option is what killed everybody when they played Philadelphia. The tush push is still there. They still do that relatively well. The defense I still think is is good, but I think they're lacking secondary-wise. Besides Slay, I think with Bradbury out, it, it's kind of hurting them a little bit, and so that's why you see, team, uh, see teams scoring on them, along with their defensive coordinator, Gannon, going to Arizona. That also plays a part as well. They have a stupid amount of talent on their front seven. Who do they have? Jordan Davis, uh, uh, Jalen Carter. Uh, who else do they have? What's Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham? Fletcher I Cox. mean, Mike. Yeah, dude, the, all of those guys are like have the capability of being all pro or were all pro at some point in their career. So like they get pressure, but I think it just comes down to Steichen and Gannon being gone. And I think that's hard to overcome, and the fact that they're 3-0 and is still relatively impressive. But who have they played? The Patriots, not very good. And that was their first game of the season, so they were rusty. You could say they're rusty. Who else have they played? I think they played the Vikings. The, oh, the Vikings, which are a really good offensive team. They scored enough points to beat, and the Vikings' defense is sorry, so I don't give them much credit for scoring against the Vikings. But I just think it comes down to the coordinators. I think they'll get it straightened together. But I do think it's concerning right now, even though they're 3-0. and Because the 49ers 3-0 and is way different than how – or 4-0. 4-0. <laughs> the 49 – yeah, my bad. The 49ers 4-0 and the Eagles 4-0 are way different looking. If you watch yeah. the games, you can tell, like, the 49ers are, like – like, they scored 30 in four straight games. That's hard to do in the NFL. Like, that's yeah. – that's hard to do. So yeah, that's my take. What so do you think do you think that the defense is over or is overrated this year? That they're gonna be better or worse than last year? Because I think last year they had seventy sacks. Uh, you know, I, I think the or excuse me, the defense is 
is slipping up a little bit, and mm. I, I think their offense is is producing enough numbers to to keep up. Obviously, they're they're winning these games, um, but your defense, if you're supposedly one of the best defense in the league, do you you don't allow the Commanders with Sam Howell, who's a first year starter, to put up thirty one, like yeah, that, that's just you don't that that doesn't yeah. happen. Um, yep. And like you said, the 49ers and Eagles are both four and zero, but it's like it's like an imposter. Like one of them's an imposter right now, and it ain't the 49ers. So I actually I, I want to get your 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 thoughts on this. If the 49ers and Eagles matched up on a neutral field right now, today, who would you take? Uh, I mean that's likely that's likely going to be the NFC Championship. If if I'm being real, that's probably going to be what the NFC Championship is. Don't be surprised but, if Detroit makes it to the NFC Championship. That's all I'm going to say. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But, but but I I don't know. I honestly don't know, bro. Like I don't because <sighs> so the Eagles beat them in the NFC Championship without Purdy, right? Like the yeah. 49ers were destined to lose that game. Didn't but, Josh Johnson start that game? No, Purdy started the game, but then he got injured, and then Johnson oh, right. or, and then McCaffrey played QB for a snap, <laughs> and then and then Johnson played the rest of the game. Yeah. So, I think because when you look at that NFC Championship, Philadelphia was absolutely abusing the defense of San Francisco. Not like. I'm, when I say abusing, I don't mean like they're scoring. They scored a ton of points on them, but they got yards pretty easy on that defense. Mm-hmm. And I guess you could say that maybe them knowing that they probably were destined to lose that game, they lost all their quarterbacks, kind of like sucked. And the defense were like, why even try? But like, I even if Purdy was healthy that game, and even now, I don't know. Like, I think it would be really close. Like, honestly, because. Philly's really good, and San Fran's really good. I don't know who would blink first, bro. I think they would both be so determined to win that game. But if I have to give it to the, the edge to somebody right now, I'd have to say 51% San Fran, 49% Philly. But it's like, I'm telling you, Oliver, it's like this close because Philly did beat them down. I'm, I mean, I know they didn't have a quarterback. I know San Fran did not have a quarterback. I understand that. But they were still lights out. Like, Philly's defense is no joke. Last year was no joke. This year, I think they'll get better. So, that's what I think. I agree with you. I think the way right now, I would take San Fran just because the way that they're playing, the fact that CMC is just going nuts. And Stupid. I mean, stupid, dude. I think he's up, he's up there in MVP rankings with, with Josh Allen and Tua and all those guys. So, I mean, it's it is close. It is. Um, don't they play each other this year? Actually, if I'm not mistaken, who San Fran and Philly? Yeah, I believe they do, and that's let's, a let's game see. that's going to be must-watch TV. Yes. Uh, let's see. Who are they playing this year? Uh, yes, they do play the San Francisco 49ers December third in Philadelphia. So. I'm going to be marking that one down. <laughs> uh, if it's in Philly, I think whoever's the home team is going to win that game. Because yeah, everywhere the 49ers play, there's always more Niner fans. Not in Philly. 
There will not, no. there will barely be any red in that stadium. Philly fans will show up for that game. I promise yeah, 100%, 100%. you. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, San Fred is just so good, man. Like they are, they're they're, so, they're good. They got so much talent, bro. It's all over the place. And you know who who's really been the most impressive is freaking Brock Purdy. The guy looks like a legit starting NFL quarterback. And I would I would be actually I would venture out to say if you put him on any roster, I would eh, maybe not any roster, but another decent roster. Let's say you put him in in Washington. I think he would actually perform decent in that in that system. Like oh yeah, I think yeah. I mean even in Tennessee he would be an upgrade from from Ryan Tannehill. Like he would be the immediate starter in Tennessee. So I think he's been really impressive. Um, and I'm, uh, dude, I'm projecting it. I think it's Bills Niners Super Bowl this year. I just, I, based off of week four, as of right now, and obviously it's fluid. It's fluid, as Stephen A says. The list is fluid. The list is fluid. <laughs> fluid. But as of week four NFL you know, on October 4th, 2023, I think the Bills and the 49ers are on a collision course to be in the Super Bowl together. But do you still feel the same way if San Fran loses to Dallas on Sunday and they lose to Philadelphia, but those are the only two losses they have all season. If they go 15 and 2, but they lose to I know it's unlikely, but if they somehow happen to lose to Dallas and lose to Philly, the two other teams that are considered the top dogs, but they go 15 and 2. And those are the only two teams they lose to. Do you still feel the same way about San Fran? Yeah, because going fifteen and two in the NFL is absurd. Like, I I, I don't think because they have they have a decent schedule here. It's not like they're uh, it's not like they're playing scrubs the whole year. I mean, who have they played so far? The Niners the Steelers, have played the Steelers, Rams, um, Cardinals, and Giants. Those are all yeah. terrible yeah. teams. I just realized. Those are all – all oh. of those teams are bad. Their first test comes against Dallas on Sunday. Okay, but here's the thing. They played the Rams. The Rams are solid. Don't get me wrong. The Rams are a decent team. Um, but they've the, – but the teams that they have, they should have beaten by a lot, they've beaten by a lot. Like they yeah, beat the no, Steelers you're right. by 23. They beat right. the Giants by – I can't math that – 28. Um, they beat – the Cardinals by 19 or 20. So yeah, that's a lot and they're performing well. And yeah, come on. The Dallas Cowboys ain't going into San Francisco against this buzzsaw of a team. And they're not going into Levi stadium. Dak Prescott is not going to beat the 49ers on his own. Cause you know, that's what's going to happen. Oh, Dak is going to be right. forced to, to win the game. But what about the defense? You don't think that defense, the Dallas defense might for, force some turnovers? Okay, but this is also, also the Dallas defense that let Josh Dobbs beat them. I mean, Josh Dobbs threw like three touchdowns in that game. Let me – okay. All, the, all those points you made, let me ask you a question. It, it was the Bills defense considered elite last season? Yeah. Considerably, I, I think so. I think they were definitely one of the top top two, think, top three defense. I think, I think this year's defense is a lot better, though. I agree, but 
they let Cincinnati run rough shard over them in the playoff. Now, mind you, Cincinnati was were the top three offense in the league at yeah. that point. They were solid, so they kind of had that. But then you say, you say, and trust me, I hate the Cowboys as much as anybody. But you say Dak Prescott is not going to beat the 49ers. He might not have to. It might be the defense that wins the game for them. And you know, I can tell you that you're saying you, it sounds so absurd to think that the Cowboys would beat the 49ers. But Josh Allen was going against a Jets team. This is week one that that was devastated that Aaron Rodgers was. They knew he was out for the year as soon as he went down. They knew it. They knew everybody saw in the replay. It was an Achilles. You saw it. You saw, you saw it snap. And nobody in the world thought I didn't think, oh, yeah, the Jets are about to get crushed right now. And why did the Jets win the game? Not because of Zach Wilson, but because of their defense. And yeah. if you look at the stats, Dallas has the highest turnover ratio over the past three years, and they get turnovers on whoever they play. They actually for- forced a turnover on San Fran last year in the playoffs. So they do get turnovers, no matter how good the team is that they play. So if you're saying, like, it sounds, you're making it sound like Dallas got no shot. Dak might not need I, to. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Is it, be, is it a psychological thing for you because San Fran has beat him two years in the playoffs? Is that why you think they're not winning? Or is it because it's yeah. Levi and Levi Field? Or what do you think? I think it's a combination of factors. I think it's the fact that the Cowboys have not – that has been their number one, I guess you could say, rival as of right now. Um, and this rivalry runs deep. I mean, it goes back into the it 80s does. and 70s. It so does. It's in San Fran. The 49ers have had their number the past couple of years. The fact that this offense in San Francisco is functioning so well, like they, I just don't know if there's a defense that can put together a perfect game against them. They have so many weapons across the board. Ayuk, Debo Samuel, CMC, Brock Purdy, all of those guys are balling. And I don't think Dallas has an offense that can line up you know, quarterback, quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver to San Francisco. The San Francisco defense is no joke. So I'm just looking at an overall picture here. Like, San Fran has a leg up against Dallas but in many they facets. They and, and I think it, it's going to come down to the quarterback. And I think Brock Purdy's going to outplay Dak Prescott. I don't, I, I'm not high on Dak Prescott, never have been, never will. And, I, I think this is this is going to show Jerry Jones, and I, don't laugh at me for saying this. It's Trey Lance time, baby. <laughs> you think so? And what about Cooper Rush? You think they're going to skip Cooper and go straight to Trey? <laughs> they wouldn't do that. They would okay, go to Cooper. But here's the thing, though. Do you think Jerry Jones would have traded for him if he didn't have doubts? About Cooper Rush or Dak? No, about Dak Prescott. I think everybody in the organization knows that Dak is the problem and that everybody has doubts about Dak. The only reason he's still on the roster is because he's such a motivational leader and the money. Yeah, so they paid him the money. Imagine if he was as good as he was, but he didn't have the leadership qualities. Because think about it. If you play for America's team, you also have to have some sort of like, there has to be something about you that makes you different. Like you can't have no like, no name like some branded weeded in our case Keenum play for the cow like you know what I'm saying like just or Colt McCoy you got to have somebody that brings box office 
Tony Romo, while he wasn't the best, he everybody was like, oh, he's what the epitome of an American. Works hard. He's he's gonna get it out the dirt. He's so tough. He's running people over, throwing blocks. Oh, Dak, what a leader! What an amazing leader. Troy Aikman. Oh my gosh, this dude—he'll put it all on the on the on the line to win the game. Troy Aikman was such an, and then I don't know what they were thinking with Kyle Orton. I mean, that had to be fluke. <laughs> they had Kyle Orton on yeah. the roster, so like, I think they know that they need somebody that's like, gonna be like that, and I think that's why he traded for Trey. And also, Dak is not ta- like he's not that good. Like he's not. So I, I agree with you. I think I think he Jerry does have doubts, and that's why he signed Trey. But he's not going to tell that to the team. Like, hey, we got trade just in case Dax thinks up the joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I like Trey Lance a lot. Um, I know a lot of people don't. Um, I think he's talented. I watched him play at North Dakota State a couple times. Um, and the dude has all the talent in the world. And I, I just think San Francisco, he had a lot of, of kind of outside factors. I mean, Jimmy G was still there when he got drafted. Um he had he ran into an injury. He was he was playing pretty decent last year too. So when he was starting for the first couple of weeks or so, it wasn't like he was playing bad. I mean, it was his first year as a starter. So you gotta get you gotta give him some time. And then he just gets hurt. He gets the ankle injury. And I think the talent's there. Um and I think he has a lot like his ceiling is way higher than Dak Dak Prescott's ceiling. And I think Jerry Jones sees that. He sees that Dak is if everything kind of he, Dak has all the pieces, that's the thing. Dak has all the pieces he needs to succeed. He just needs to produce, and he's not doing that. He and doesn't produce. You're right. That's why. Yeah, and I think that's why Jerry Jones traded for Trey Lance, and I think he's setting him up. Don't get me wrong. I think I think Trey Lance is getting set up to be his successor, whether it's this year, next year, or the year after. I mean. I don't see Dak Prescott lasting very much longer. Well, you say that. That's interesting because where, if that's the case, where do you see Dak playing if he, if he leaves Dallas? That's a good question. A, you think a lot of teams would want him? Do you think if the Vikings get rid of Kirk Cousins, they'd want Dak? No, because then they'd be getting the same thing that they're getting with Kirk, except less because I think Kirk produces a lot more than, than Dak does number-wise. And yeah. I mean, the leadership aspect, but Kirk Cousins is a great leader. So, yeah, I mean, you're not – it's not – I don't know if they're getting an upgrade. I'd look at Tampa if they don't really believe in Baker. Um, and if Baker kind of weeds out, I think Dak, that could be a great landing spot for him. Um, Tennessee could also be a good one. Tennessee is mm, kind of dying for a quarterback right now. I like right that. Now. I like that. I like that take. <laughs> although, I, although I did make the take earlier this year that Kyler was going to Tennessee, which I still think could happen. Um, but I think Tennessee could be a good spot for him. Um, let's see who else. Uh, New Orleans could be a great spot. Um, especially if, if Derek Ooh. Carr, if Derek yeah. Carr doesn't, I mean, he has Chris Olave there. He has Mike Thomas. He has uh, Alvin Kamara there. I mean, that could be a great spot for him too. There's a lot of things, a lot of organizations I could see Dax succeeding in, but the Cowboys, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so hard to be a Dallas Cowboy because of the, the stature. I mean, they're, they're the most valuable sports organization in the world. That's like, not crazy. Even just, not even just the country, the entire planet. The Dallas Cowboys are are the most valuable organization. Yes, and it, yeah, it sucks. But yeah, so expensive but, for mediocrity. Yeah, for the 
They're the most valuable organization, and they haven't won anything in 26 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's very bad. so sad, dude. Tough looks. Tough looks. It's so sad. But, all right. So, let's move on. I think we uh, we got to put out a top five list here. Uh, so, go ahead oh, and rapid boy. fire. Rapid fire, Isaiah. What are your top five teams in the NFL after week four? Uh, starting with number five, please. Okay, number five. I'm going the Houston Texans. Whoa! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What? I I do like the Texans though. They, I do. They are good. They're good. I do like it, the, but they're not top five. I'm just messing around. I think number five right now has got to be Detroit. Okay. Number four. I like that. Number four, I'm going to say Philly. Okay. Number three, I'm going to say Miami. Number two, San Fran. Number one, Buffalo. Ooh, okay. That's a little different than mine. Um, yep. I think my number five is uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I, I think despite them being 4-0, they still haven't shown, like we mentioned earlier, that they are the top dogs in the NFC. I think number four for me is still the Dolphins. I had the Dolphins at number one last week, but after that drubbing that they took in Buffalo, um, I don't think that they are – I think they're vulnerable in spots, and the, and the Bills showed that. Number three, this is tough. I, I'm putting the Baltimore Ravens at three. <laughs> Let's and, go! You're finally on uh, the Ravens train. I, I'm not on the Ravens train. I'm just oh. looking at them. And they are a very solid team. Um I think that they can beat the Chiefs. They can easily with the Bills. They can compete with the Bills. Um, that's a tough like look. If we get a Ravens Bills AFC championship, like God oh, bless, I, that's a great That game. would be a great <laughs> that would be people would be Leaping over each other. Josh Allen would be trucking people. Lamar would be breaking people's ankles. I'm telling you, dude. Did you watch the Ravens and Bills played in the playoffs? Uh, was it 2020? It was the year that the Bills went to AFC Championship. And it came down to that, what was it, the Teron Johnson interception in the end zone. Do you remember that? I don't. I'm going to have to rewatch yeah. highlights from that game. Yeah. Yeah. Teron Johnson catches or intercepts Lamar Jackson in the end zone to seal the game. Mm. And that game. Fantastic. So I, I have the Ravens at three. Uh, I don't have the Bills at one. I have them at two. I have the Bills at two because the 49ers are just playing lights out right now. And I can't put the most complete team that's undefeated below the Bills with that one loss. Um, although the Bills look just freaking unbeatable right now. I think the 49ers are the best team in the league. Um, so I have Bills, or excuse me, Niners one, Bills two, Ravens three, Dolphins four, Eagles five, and then six. I'm gonna throw six one in there. The Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. I personally, I've watched. Like I said, I have Sunday tickets, so I watch almost every game. Like I do. Like I watch like almost every snap. Like I know it's hard and it, it's unbelievable. That's how much I love football. Like I watch it on Sunday all day, and Detroit looks. Like, in my opinion, Detroit looks better than Kansas City. I mean, we know 
Because we're smart that enough, argument. We're smart enough to know that right now, the Chiefs will probably end up with a top two or three record in the league by the end of the season, which is hard because they've lost what one game. I mean, yeah. but we know better than to discount the Chiefs or to disregard. Even we've said, that's, oh, Tyreek. the thing. We said, oh, Tyreek left. They're done. They're washed. Went to the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, this year uh, he has no receivers. Well, he didn't have receivers. La- oh, they lost the enemy. Still figured it out. Like they always find a way to figure it out, which is crazy. But I think right now Detroit looks. And guess who they're getting back this week? Who? Jamison Williams. That's and true. that dude, he could have been the number one receiver of that draft. That dude is an elite downfield threat. Different type of receiver than Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, when that dude gets back, I mean, my goodness. And you got Hutchinson coming off the edge. Sam Laporta? Who is this kid? Yeah, he's solid. That he's dude's solid, legit. He's, he's a legit yeah. tight end. That dude is yeah. he's good. He's really good. So I think Detroit looks good. But they do. I, that's my opinion. I think Detroit earns a berth in the top five. And then I took the Ravens off because I'm still not over their loss to the Colts. I yeah. kind of thought that was – and I wasn't impressed beating – who did they beat, Cleveland? Yeah. But they killed them, though. Yeah, but I, to I know. Be fair, to be fair, Dorian Thompson Robinson was starting at quarterback. And, that, and that's part of the reason why I didn't – if they would have beat them with Deshaun, I would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah the Ravens are – if yeah. they would have beat them with that score with Deshaun, yeah. I still think – I think that they're they are our top five team right now. I, I have them at three, which could be a little high. I mean, you can probably switch them in the Dolphins. Uh, I just think Dolphins looked terrible this week, and they, the Ravens looked a lot better than them. So that's why I have the Ravens just slightly above the Dolphins here. But here's the thing, man. I, kind of going on a tangent. Um, I think that the – I think what the Bills need to do – because you you mentioned that oh Kansas City like everyone just puts them to the side and then they end up kind of coming back and and eating us so mm. I think the Bills need to get the one seed like they need to I they agree they cannot oh let Kansas they cannot let Kansas City get near that one seed because of what's happened in prior history as we have seen. Like the AFC runs through Kansas City, it has had it's it has through for the past five, five years. years. Yeah, so the Bills need to if they are going to if they want to actually be in the Super Bowl, the AFC needs to run through Buffalo. Like for me, that's just like no ifs, ands, or buts. We have a a matchup with the Chiefs later this season. I think we can beat them. It's in Kansas City, but I think we can beat them. If we have that head-to-head and if we have the better record and, and and the AFC goes through Buffalo, I don't think the Chiefs stand a chance. I don't think – if an AFC championship in Buffalo, Kansas City coming to Buffalo, I don't see how it ends well for the Chiefs. Because the Bills at home with that crowd, first – that's like the first AFC championship that would be in Buffalo since the 90s. Like, that place would be rocking, dude. So I'm telling you, I think the Bills need to figure that out. They need to have the better record going into the playoffs. While I want to be sold on that, I want to bring up three points. Point number one, the Buffalo Bills were 13 seconds away from beating them in Kansas City in miraculous fashion. That's true. They can do it. Point number two, when Buffalo did have home field advantage last year, they got shredded. 
Yeah, like, it wasn't good. By, by Cincinnati. There was also a lot of other factors in there, though. You're right. You're right. Point number three. Did we or did we not think that Philadelphia was going to destroy Kansas City after we saw Patrick Mahomes go down with that injury and we saw him like, Remember how dramatic it was in the Super Bowl? It was like, oh my gosh, this is bad. Patrick might not be able to finish this game. We were like, oh, there's no chance. That D-line is about to go crazy on them right now. And what, I don't know what Patrick pulled out his ass, but that dude, like, that's a greatness moment right there. Like, that Super Bowl is going to be talked about for a long, the San Francisco one, not so much. I mean, he came back in that one in the fourth quarter, but I mean, it's Jimmy G. Let's be real. But like yeah. this this one against this stack Eagles team, we all thought that Mahomes was gonna be washed. And guess what? He came back. So just based yeah. on those three points right there, I don't think you can discount like you, you say, I can't see Kansas City winning in Buffalo. I mean, the same could be said for like you could say Buffalo and Kansas City, but can Buffalo almost beat Kansas City in Kansas City, 13 seconds left. And then Buffalo didn't take advantage of home field against Cincinnati. I understand there was other things going on. And then you see Mahomes, it's like it doesn't really matter if he's home field or not because we saw in the Super Bowls he has comeback games. So it's like that's a lot of info. I will say this past Super Bowl was an absolute ref show. I mean, the refs were making – You think so? Yes. There was like – what was it? The the holding call on the Eagles – I think it was, was, it, was it, it was Bradbury on Juju. Yeah. Like, and I sat there watching the replay. I was like, where is this? I don't see a penalty here. And that's what ended up winning the Chiefs the game. So You're right. I'm not I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But comma. If I'm taking what I saw in the Super Bowl last year and this past week with the Jets and Sauce Gardner and MVS just tussling and bustling with each other, and they call holding on Sauce Gardner. Do you think the refs are in the Chiefs' pocket? I'm just saying. They I'm gotta saying, be. They gotta I be. Mean, if they saw their number one superstar superstar lose to Zach Wilson, I mean, forget about it, dude. It, it's it, it's wrapped. Like <laughs> the league yeah. is in shambles. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that would that not be not a good a, look. It was not a holding call. It was not holding. They were both holding each other. Sauce had good coverage on him, and they got a lucky they they got a lucky break with that holding call, and it was an interception. The the, the play was in. It would have been his third. Pointing that out, his third interception. Yeah, yeah that's crazy too. Which, which people hounded Josh Allen for doing, but oh, Patrick Mahomes, it's just one bad game. It's just one bad game. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Josh Allen has well, a pattern. Just, just, let's, the Jets defense is so good. Let's not forget about the cons- the the consistency at which Josh Allen turns the football over. That's true. That, I, I will give you that. It's but consistent. It's, all, it's this, the same exact thing happened to Patrick Mahomes that happened to Josh Allen, and nobody's saying a word to no, Nobody's saying a word about it. It's because he's so great. Did you see? I, I, I need to, I, dude, when Nick Wright, uh, he didn't say a word about the Bills the other day. I was waiting for him. I was I was hounding his Twitter. I was like, I need this man to say something, but he was, yeah. he was dead ass quiet because he knew he was he was going to be in the wrong. Have you seen his but, Mount Mahomes? Think he hasn't. He, Mahomes has been on top of the mountain every single week, and when Tua dropped seventy, he still didn't have 
Mahomes, he still didn't put two at the top, and it's still somebody said it should be two at tower instead of Mount Mahomes. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's good. But, one. but yeah. All right. So, should we run through our picks for this week? Yeah, let's do, let's do let's do rapid fire. I'll 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 ask you. I'll All say right. my pick and ask you. Bears Commanders. I think Commanders are winning by at least two touchdowns tomorrow. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm on the Commanders. I'll take the minus six as well. Okay. Bills Jags. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, this game. I'm gonna slow down here. So trap game. I trap think- game. Trap game. It's it, a trap it, it is it's screaming trap game to me because it is. the fact that the Jags the fact that the Jags have been able to stay in London for two weeks. I don't I don't yep. even think the Bills are there. I don't even think the Bills are there right now. They were They're Buffalo not. today. So um, I think that here's the thing. <sighs> defense travels. Defense can travel. Um I think the defense will show up. The Jags offense hasn't been good. Um They've been okay, not great. Um, it's screaming trap game, but I'm going to take the Bills. I'm just going to take the Bills ever so slightly. I'm sticking to my guns. So you um, it's going to be a close game is what you're saying. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. Um, so, yeah, I'll take, the, I'll take the Bills to win. I'll take the Jags to cover. Okay. Saints-Patriots. Give me New England. Score of 3-0. to <laughs> Uh, I'm going to lean the Saints here. I'll take the Saints. Sorry, buddy. Oh, you're so disrespectful. Uh, you Col- took the Jags. Col- Colts, Titans. Give me Tennessee. Oh, you know what? Give me Indianapolis. Oh, you're Anthony such a Rich- rebel. You're just saying Anthony- that because I picked the Titans. No, I like Anthony Richardson. That that team is looking okay. If they're looking so okay, how come they lost last week? They beat the Ravens. No, the last week they this most recent week they lost to the Rams. Yeah, barely. They came back almost. And you don't think the Titans defense is better than the Rams defense? Yeah, but it's in Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis has to have one of the worst home fields in the league. I'm gonna keep it real well, with you, bro. Lucas Oil. Now they're showing up now. I guess. Okay, here we go. Ravens at Steelers. Give me Baltimore. Ravens at Steelers? Yeah, Ravens. Come on. What are we doing here? I mean, we said that about Ravens and Colts. We thought that was going to be a bloodbath. And... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, that, the NFL is so like weird, man. It's just like you can never tell. Okay, but here's the thing. Anthony Richardson or Kenny Pickett? I mean. Shit, it might be I Mitchell just... Trubisky at this point. We don't oh, even yeah. know. Yeah, you're right. you're right. You're right. Okay. Panthers. Okay. I don't even okay. I already know you, dude. You're gonna curse. Okay. <laughs> Panthers and Lions, give me the Lions. I'm taking the Lions. <laughs> Finally! The okay, Panthers might the Lions. They might win this I'll game. Take, the Panthers might win this game now. <laughs> I'll take the Lions, but the Lion is plus ten. Oh, I like that's ridiculous. I like the Panthers in that spot to cover the ten. Um, but I I'll take the Lions. Okay. Oh, finally, you're off the the Panthers pick. I do like the Panthers, though. (laughs) Texans and Falcons, give me H-Town. Oh, man, this is a tough game. So the line line opened at minus three and a half for the Falcons. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and it's moved down to one and a half. Uh, what? It seems like it why seems like a lot of people a lot of people are betting on the Falcons here. Um, no way, dude. Let me let me verify this. Um, so, ah, uh, okay. So the the Texans are getting sixty six percent of the bets, uh, which is a lot. Um, oh man, I'll ride with you. I'll take the Texans. I think the Texans are so fun to watch too. They are. Stroud is very good. He's a lot better than Ritter. But watch out for the Falcons, man. I could see them winning this game. Yeah. I think the Falcons, side note, the Falcons need to do one of two things. Trade for Justin Fields or trade Kyle Pitts for get some value for him because Jonu Smith is leading them in receptions. Yeah. That's inexcusable that you have yeah. Kyle Pitts on your team. Anyways, that pisses me off. But anyways – the G-Men versus the Dolphins in Miami. Oh, my gosh. That might be a 70-0 to zero game right there. Right, give me the Dolphins. Yeah, give me the Dolphins. They're at 10 and a half. I actually, uh, oh, that's, that's going to be spread. more than 10. No, that's going to – Oh, come on. What if the Giants the done? Come on, Oliver. The Giants have shown you every game they are trash. Besides the Let's Cardinals see. game. So the public is 90%, 90% on the Dolphins. I, I would lean Giants plus 11 here. Mm. Lean. I wouldn't say take it. I'd think about it. It'd take me a minute to fall on that one. But, um, yeah, Who's I'll take scoring? That. Saquon's not playing? Who's scoring on the, for the Giants? Darren Waller? It's going to happen. Jalen Hyatt? I mean – when does Ramsey come back? I think Ramsey's eligible to come back soon. Okay. Bengals at Cardinals. Give me the Arizona Cardinals, bro. Give me the Cardinals. I think the Josh Dobbs is legit. I think that they're going to play smash mouth football and run it down Cincinnati's throat. Give me the Cardinals this game. I think Cincinnati's going to lose again. I, I don't dislike that. Um, I think... I think the Bengals need to figure it out. And obviously they beat the Rams. <sighs> but then they lost bad to the Titans, bro. A team with no offense. They got demolished. Demolished, bro. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Cardinals here by virtue of it being in Arizona. Um, yes. I I think man, I, I, I I don't know what's, what's wrong with things. Cincinnati. It's so disheartening. It's good for you because that just means less competition. That's yeah. good. And yeah, that's really good for the Bills. If the Bills don't capitalize this season, it's like, if not now, then when, man? Like, it's tough because everybody was yeah. talking. There's so much talent in the AFC this year. But realistically, there's only a couple of teams at the top that are showing that they're good the Ravens, the Bills, and then the Dolphins. Everybody yeah, else is. Yeah, not even the Chiefs. And the Chargers have question marks around them, too. The Broncos yeah. are trash. The Raiders are trash. I mean, the Jets lost the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the Jets yeah. lost Aaron Rodgers. Like, if not now, then when, bro? The Bills got to do it yeah. this year. It has to be this year. has to okay. be. Okay. Uh, Eagles-Rams. Give me Eagles. I still think Eagles are going to win that game. It's in, it's in L.A., which we know is absolutely no home field advantage at all. Is it Cooper Cup coming back this week? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. 
Cooper Cup is questionable. He played. He was limited in practice today. I don't care if Randy Moss is walking through that door. Give me Philadelphia Eagles, bro. I'm taking the Rams. Interesting. I think this is. I think this is a very, very much a trap game for the Eagles on the road. The public's all over the the Eagles. Um, Cooper Cup potentially back. I'm gonna take the Rams. Okay. Jets and Broncos. Oh, this is get this is a tough game right here actually because the Jets have played well, and I know the Broncos still have a decent offense. But this is that Nathaniel Hackett game. Don't forget, <laughs> don't forget yeah, Hackett is the, <laughs> the most sorry revenge game in existence, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, I wish Aaron Rodgers was playing this game because I know he would tear up Denver because he wanted oh, he actually wanted to go to Denver remember yeah. but they ended up trading for Russ yeah that's why and hack yeah and Hackett didn't want Russ he wanted A-Rod give me oh this is a really tough game actually it's in Denver but I think Zach Wilson's playing better but I think the Broncos got smacked so hard last week they need a bounce back game uh who did they beat they came the back the Bears Oh, and the Bears, okay, I mean, bounce back from that loss. They're still dealing with damage from that Dolphins loss, bro. Let's be real. That's true. <sighs> give me the give me the New York Jets. I'll take the Jets. Uh, I'm going to take the Broncos. Uh, I don't even think – I think that's a pretty easy pick, honestly, because the Broncos at home – their offense coming off a what was it like twenty eight point comeback, something like that. Yeah, like their offense. Like, here's the thing: the Broncos' offense looks really good. Like they're not bad at all. It's just their defense can't like they can't find the ocean if they were in the ocean. That's the thing. Like they would if they were throwing a pebble in the beach, they'd miss the beach. They don't like. I I just oh my god, it's it's the defense. Their defense is, bad. is so bad. But the Jets' offense doesn't really do much. Yeah. So, on the road, Zach Wilson in Denver with the altitude, I'm going to take the Broncos. Okay. That's valid. You bring up very valid points. Kansas City at Minnesota. Give me Minnesota. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) Give me the Vikings plus the points. Um, What's the lineup? It's four minus four for the Chiefs. Wow, um, that's surprising. The public, the public is seventy three percent on the Chiefs to cover. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Vikings as well. I think they have the offense to compete with with uh, Kansas City, and I think obviously their defense isn't isn't great, but I think that the, I think it'll be a shootout, and I think the Vikings can, can hold their own at I home. I think yeah, and I don't think anybody on Kansas City can guard Justin Jefferson. No, Let's not forget about absolutely. TJ. TJ yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, Sunday night football. San, uh, Dallas at San wait, Fran. Wait, wait, wait. Did we do pa- – oh, that's that's Monday night. Never mind. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Dallas at San Fran. Give me the 49ers. Yep. Give me the 49ers to win and cover the three and a half. Yeah, I think they're easily covering that. Okay. Monday night football. Devontae Adams revenge game. 
shoot, the way he's going in, in, in Las Vegas, he might go and talk on the sideline to Matt Le- LeFleur. Yeah, like, hey, coach, man, bring me back, coach. I'll play with Romeo <laughs> Dobbs. I'll play with Christian Washington. Just bring me back, coach. This, this dude, Josh McDaniels, is a joke, man. He don't know what he's doing. I, oh I Give me – I don't know. Green Bay's been playing kind of iffy lately. They have. But give me Green Bay. I still think they have a better defense, and the Raiders' defense is still bad. So give me Green yeah. Bay. I'm going to take Green Bay here as well. Um, I think this is Jordan Love's chance on a national stage to show that he's worthy of of being a star starting quarterback in the league. Um, And I think he's going to take that and run with it. So uh, I'll take the Packers. All right. And that concludes our week five predictions. I think we had a lot of the same picks, to be honest with you. Yeah, we did. I beat you last week, by the way. I just want you to know that. You did, um, but I still have a better overall than you. It's all right. It's all right. You're probably up by like what, one or two games? It's okay. Yeah, yeah, like two or two or three actually. But when the Col- when the Colts win and when the Rams win this week, I'll be up. We up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Anyways, but- let let let's uh let's move on to the National Basketball Association. Firstly, yes, Firstly, okay, real quick, back to NFL for one second. I want to know your take on something that just happened today. Patriots lost Christian Gonzalez and Matt Judon. They trade for J.C. Jackson. What do you did think that of happened? that? They, they did. That happen? Today, the Patriots, today, the Patriots traded for J.C. Jackson, and the, and the Chargers are paying all of his salary for his contract, and the Patriots only have to pay, I think, around $1.5 million for the year for him. Wow. Um. I mean, I don't know if that does anything to help the the Pats substantially. Um, I mean, but, but what about him, Jonathan Jones, and Christian Gonzalez when they're healthy next year? When they're healthy, that would be insane. I mean, Dad, that's probably the best sec- the best DBs in the league right there. But then you have Mac Jones on the other side of the Bro. ball. Bring Cam Newton back. I want Cam Newton on the team. <laughs> It was so much fun to watch when Cam was our quarterback. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. I just had a, like an epiphany just like popped out. What about Dak Prescott going to the Pats? Oh, hell no, bro. <laughs> I, bro, it, it, bro, I would cry if Dak Prescott came to the Patriots. The dude is a fraud. He folds like a cheap tent under pressure. That meant... I do not want him in a New England Patriots uniform. I don't care if he's better than Mac Jones. He probably is better than Mac Jones. I'm not going to want to go from a penny to a nickel. I'm going to want to go from a penny to a $100 bill. I don't want, like, bro, don't ever speak, don't say that again because I know that that might happen, and I know Bill Belichick. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, Dak Dak with Bill Belichick. I mean, Dak has had incompetent coaching his whole career. I mean, Mike McCarthy, give me a break. Um, oh, my gosh. Saying, that makes me upset thinking about Dak on our team. Oh, my god! It could happen. That's the thing. It, it's, not, it, it's not impossible. I would take I mean, Malik Willis over Dak. I would take Malik Cunningham over Dak. I would take Josh Dobbs. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't take Josh Dobbs over Dak. I would take so you many take Malik Cunningham and Malik Willis over him? Yes, 
because they have more upside. But you, you wouldn't take Josh Dobbs, who just no, beat the Cowboys. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't take Josh Dobbs because he's not super athletic. He's not. I would he's take, a rocket scientist. I would take Ben DiNucci over Dak Prescott. Ben DiNucci. <laughs> Stay off the weed. Okay, okay, okay. I'm trolling. I'm, 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 I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I wouldn't take. You know who I would like though? Sam Darnold. If if we were able to price Sam Darnold away, I think he has talent, dude. I think he hasn't been in the right system. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold to New England. I would like that. That you just said I don't want to go from a penny to a nickel, but that's literally going from a penny to a dime. <sighs> a penny to a penny. Like Sam Darnold is not an upgrade. Like at all. I think did, Dak is a much better upgrade than if Sam. If Sam Darnold is not an upgrade, why did San Francisco get Sam Darnold and get rid of Trey Lance? Do you not think Trey Lance is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold? Has more upside than Sam Darnold? Who's the starter? Brock Purdy. Do you want Trey Lance, who thinks he should be the starter, in the in the same building as him? I don't give a damn if I'm John Lynch because guess what? He hasn't proven anything in this league, so I don't care what he thinks. And neither should the locker room. They should be riding with Purdy. But nor has Sam Darnold. Yeah, I really. But why why would you go out of your way to bring someone from the outside in when you already have Trey Lance back there? Because because they know that Trey Lance is a potential starter and thinks he should be the starter and thinks that he should be a lot better than people are saying he is. That to me is it creates locker room chaos. And when you put your put your, all your beans, all your eggs in one basket, you don't want another guy saying, "Well, those are my eggs. I I deserve that." Because then it just creates locker room cancer. So that's why I think they deal them out because they, Sam Darnold's a very solid backup. Okay, that's the thing. Did you see drama? Will be very upset. Did you see drama with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes? Even though everybody knew that when they drafted Mahomes, that he should be the starter, and he was that good. Alex Smith was good. Did you see drama? Did you see drama when it was um, Tennessee when they had Tannehill and Willis before Levis was drafted? I didn't see no drama, to be honest with you. Yeah, but those are all different, though. Those are all way different. Because... You're saying you're saying because Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft, and the only reason he, he shouldn't have even gotten starter reps, but because everybody was injured and he played amazing, is that why you're saying that is different? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that that in here's the thing: Alex Smith knew that Mahomes was going to replace him at some point. Ryan Tannehill knows he's going to get replaced at some point. Uh, Brock Purdy doesn't think that. Valid point. Fair points. Fair points. I didn't think about that. Fair points. Okay. All right. I just wanted to – wait. So what? you never told me what you thought. Oh, J.C. Jackson. You said it's not going to help them because they still got – Not right now. It could help them in the future if he Dude, stays. Rex Ryan is amazing. I love Rex Ryan. He calls him Pea Shooter Jones. He said, who, Pea Shooter? What? He calls Mac Jones <laughs> Pea Shooter because he says he doesn't have an arm. He has no arm talent whatsoever. <laughs> I think it's so funny. <laughs> I've tried Rex to give Ryan. I've tried to give Mac Jones a chance, but I mean, man. Uh, anyways, NBA. Yes, sir. What do you think 
about what, what are your thoughts from the media day so far? Some of the interviews. I want to know your thoughts. Give me your initial thoughts, and I'll tell you something that really stuck out from for, for me from from media day. I mean, the the biggest thing that stuck out to me was Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that man was on some. Oh, oh, wow, I just I, I don't yeah. He must be very upset that he didn't get Dame. Yeah, um, I would be too. Uh, I think the th- the one of the biggest things that stuck out to me was Chris Paul. Um, he just doesn't look. It, it doesn't feel right that he's. And I, I don't even think he he he's like feels like he deserves to be in that building. Like I saw, I read something, and I don't know if it's true. It could be like a fake tweet. But if it's true, this is absurd. It said that reports out of media day was that Clay Thompson is going to be uh, guarding power forwards nightly. <laughs> that has to be fake. I feel like it's fake. But if you think about it, the way that lineup works. But why wouldn't Wiggins be guarding the power forwards? He's stronger than Clay. He's bigger than Clay. Why would it be Clay? I don't. I, he might have to though. That's the thing, because Wiggins and and Clay, like, there's not a huge size difference between the two. Wait a minute, I saw their starting lineup. They're going Chris Paul, Steph, Clay, Wiggins, and Looney. What about Draymond? Wait, Draymond's not starting? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, dude, I hate that guy so much. Wait. <laughs> oh, I can see why Wait, no they would way. do that. But look, I saw I, that same tweet that you're talking about. I saw it today. But Chris Paul is a natural facilitator from the point guard position. Point guard position. So maybe yeah. they want that transition from that to having a traditional point guard. Because Steph, if we're being real, he's really like a combo guard. He's not a pure point okay. guard. So like, and then Draymond could probably elevate that second unit with his ability to facilitate. But Draymond only looks so good as a facilitator because he has Steph. Chris Paul has always looked good as a facilitator, no matter who he has on the roster. Look what he did with OKC. Did he not lead the league in assists when he was with OKC? I think he did. That one year? That was impressive. Very impressive by Chris Paul. So, I don't know. that. Why would you break up the core, though? Why would That Draymond would not, be, would not go for that, bro. I know Draymond. No. No, I was just about to say, that dude's such an egotistical maniac. And, would, he, and Looney is too important to them. Draymond can't rebound like Looney. And then Wiggins no. is a super good defender. Somebody has to go on the bench. It's not Steph. It's not Clay. It's not Wiggins. It's not Draymond. And it's definitely not Looney. So, and it's not Chris, I guess Paul, Chris Paul. But I always thought when I, I thought when they traded for Chris Paul that Chris Paul was going to be on the bench. That's I thought that was I the thought. assumption. That's what I thought. But if you're Chris Paul, how can you go from being a starter in the NBA Finals two years prior to being a bench player? That's true. That's like asking KD to come off the bench for Harrison Barnes. Okay, it's not eh. like that. It's different. It's because not like Steph that. Curry, <laughs> yeah. but, but you know what I'm saying? Like Somebody's going to have to get on that bench. Wiggins is too valuable to them. Looney's a dog. I love Kevon Looney. He's one of my favorite players. I love watching him play. He really gives it his all. But yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, the Jimmy Butler thing, yeah, that dude freaked me out. He was wearing the eyeliner yeah. and everything. He had, like, the, the piercings in his eye right here. But, you know, for, so – Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, no, Jimmy Butler was just he was on one. I don't know what's going on with him. But I think I would I would say another thing that stuck out to me was uh DeAndre Ayton. Um he made a lot of comments uh about him saying uh, like, Oh, I'm ready to dominate, I'm dominating or something like that. I was like, dude, you had a chance. You you were on one of the best teams in the league, and then they ship you to Portland. Portland, Oregon. Yeah, because that's that's a great place to live. They ship him to Portland and all of a sudden, he's going to be this dominating force. And it, it's just like, dude, what are you talking about? You played uh, with KD. You played with Chris Paul. You played with Devin Booker. Well, and one you had thing, chances to dominate. One thing Chris Paul has always done for his big men is make them look amazing. Good. Amazing. Yeah. And he couldn't make Aiden look amazing. And no. that says something. So... I don't know. He, Chris Chris Paul made Clint Capella look good. Like <laughs> he did. Like, he I'm did. just saying. Like he Clint did. Capella is good now because he had Chris Paul. Right. He gets people paid. Chris Paul gets his teammates paid. That's for sure. But yeah, I was thinking if he th- if he thinks he's gonna dominate in Portland with two ball dominant guards, three in 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 Scoot, Shane Sharp, yeah. and Anthony Simons. I mean, they ain't getting no touches in Portland either, man. They're trying to develop yeah. the young guys. So, they, uh, you know what? Portland actually got a good, a decent uh, load for for uh, for Dame there. Where's I'm not Malcolm gonna lie to Bro- you. Where's Malcolm Brogdon at? Is he in Portland? Yeah. Who yeah. start is is he going to be six man again? I don't know because I think you have to start Scoot. Um, but is Scoot a point or a shooting guard? I think he's point. Okay, I'd run him as a point guard. Um, Anthony Simons, I mean, Shane Sharp, Shane Sharp, solid. I think Sharp can come off the bench though. Uh, man, that's tough. I think Brogdon will end up starting. I think he'll be the two, just because. But the thing is, does Portland want to win games? Then who? That's then, my thing. Yeah, I think they do want to win games. But then what about um, Simons? Simons ain't coming off the bench, bro. He's good. You don't think? No. And Jeremy Grant, for sure, is hell ain't coming off. He's a starting power forward for them, easily. But, here, but here's the thing. A lot of uh, – the NBA is starting to develop into three-guard lineups. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a three-guard lineup in Portland to begin with. I mean, they could have Simon Sharp and and Scoot Henderson starting. but And then Brogdon coming off the bench. And Brogdon coming off the bench. Um, Aiton's going to have a chance, though. He's going to have opportunities to be the best player on that team this year. He has to prove it. I mean, he's no, he's not known for his work ethic. He has talent. Don't get me wrong. The guy has talent. But I think him being in Portland, he's not going to have anything to do. There's nothing to do in Portland. He's a diva. How did, how did Damian Lillard live in Portland for 12 years? I just That just behooves me. Because I don't he's loyal it. to the grind. I guess so. But DeAndre Ayton's going to have nothing to do. All he's going to have to do is hoop. And this is his opportunity. He's making all these comments. All right, buddy, let's see it. He said that when he was with Phoenix, too, and he didn't do nothing. So I don't know why he's still talking. But my biggest takeaway from Media Day was the NBA's implementation of the new All-Star policy. Like if you can – Oh, yeah. And I was really interested in what Kawhi had Kawhi. to say. 
because <laughs> ain't no league policy stopping me, <laughs> bro. Because okay, Kawhi was my favorite player for the long, the longest time. As soon as I saw him dominating the finals, I was like, I love this guy. He's gonna be a spur for life. It's kind of sad to see the way his career has gone, and I really appreciate him more recent than ever because he's been more open about. Because he's a veteran now. He's considered a veteran player. And it seems like it was 10, 12, 10, 11 years ago that he, like, bust onto the scene as the LeBron stopper. But it's like now he's a veteran. And I, it, during his talk, he said that with Toronto, like, he was really injured. And everybody always clowns on him because they think he's load managing and stuff like that. Which Toronto, he was load managing. But he said he was still hurt. And I don't think Kawhi would just lie to lie. He doesn't seem like a guy who has anything to gain or lose. He doesn't have social media, first of all. So, like, there's no – I don't think there's any, like, motive for Kawhi to lie or to be truthful or whatever. I also think – so, like, I've always thought of him as, like, yeah, he's just trying to miss games, like, when he left San Antonio. But, like, hearing him talk about the policy, he was like, whatever policy they have, it's not going to help me to play more basketball games. And he was basically saying that like, I've gotten injured and like, it's unfortunate basically. Like for the jazz series a couple years ago, he literally, somebody, he he ran into somebody's knee and his meniscus was gone. Like not gone, but like, like some of the injuries he's had, like Pachulia. Like, I mean, come on. Like, some of those are like... Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> he, he, he gives me nightmares, Pachulia, because yeah. the Spurs should have won the championship that year, and I will stand on that. That six, 2016 team, oh, my goodness. Yeah. They had Aldridge, Kawhi. Oh, my... Jonathan Simmons was good for that team. Anyways, but... So, I think it was interesting for him to be so open and say, like, hey, with, with Toronto, I was being rested more because I was still injured, but I was still trying to give it my all. I was still trying to help the team win games while I was injured. But now that I'm in LA, like I'm having more freak freak injuries. And he said, if I'm healthy, I'm going to play. I don't like missing games. And he, the way he said it was just kind of like, man, this is common sense. But why does everybody think he's like that? Cause he doesn't say anything. It's not like he talks crap to anybody or like, so like, he just has his bad, especially from people like Stephen A. Pretty much everybody in the media hates on him because they think he rests too much or he's like out too much. Like just like they do with AD with Anthony Davis. But it's like, oh. it's, but but like AD too. Like his injuries are for real too. Like, but he's super fragile. Kawhi's strong. Like that dude is a. Have you seen Kawhi Leonard in in person at a game, bro? That dude is huge and yeah. and strong and stocky. So, like, hearing him talk about it and him saying, like, first of all, he didn't even know what the policy was. That's how you know he don't (laughs) give a damn. But then he was like, but then he was like, I'm not, I'm not resting just to rest. I'm like, if I'm not playing games, it's because I'm actually injured. And I thought that was interesting that he was open about that. And basically, you can tell there was some frustration because you can tell that he even said, if the NBA is trying to target us or my team, for what we're doing, he said, he literally said, they better stop because we're not faking anything over here. And that's not the case. So I thought that was very interesting because we actually got it. This is the first time Kawhi has spoken about it since his Toronto days. So that's my take. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to push back a little bit on that um, because if I'm not mistaken, 
Uh, let me see. Kawhi Leonard was – how long has he been in L.A.? He's been in L.A. for what, four years? Since four the, years now? They won the 2021 championship, Toronto. So I think he – no, Toronto won the 2020 champion. No, that was Milwaukee. No, 2019. 2019. They won. 2019, yeah. So, so he's, he's been, been there for four years. Since 2020, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, we're going on year four of Kawhi in um, in L.A. Stephen A. Smith actually had a good point, though, this morning, and I, I was listening. He said Kawhi Leonard is the worst superstar that any team would want. And he was like, look, I'm not saying Kawhi Leonard is a bad player. He was like, but look, he as a Los Angeles Clipper, he has missed 48% of his games. Isaiah, that's that's almost half. They've played I think he I said the number. It was like 360 some odd games and he's missed 174. 174 games in 3 seasons so far. That's absurd. Like that that just that, that to me doesn't happen. Paul George has had more freakish injuries. Than Kawhi Leonard has, freaking Kevin Durant has more had had more injuries, and Kevin Durant played all year almost last year. Yeah, and you're right. So here's the, but here's the thing that that really makes me so it, it cracks me up, man. It's the fact that was it what they played the Warriors right last season? Who? It didn't Kawhi, the Clippers and Warriors, didn't Kawhi play like one game or something like that? And then they like took him out in the middle of like game th- or they they were like oh no he's hurt again he needs to rest for game three but he dropped like forty in game one and nothing happened no it was and we were like what it was Phoenix in L A oh that's what it was yeah in game yeah. one in game one the Clippers won and Kawhi yeah. went off Kawhi dropped like he, like, he like dropped forty points. he dropped yes. and I was like this is it we're gonna beat Kevin yes. Durant and Devin Booker and then that's the next game and then the next game they announced he's out and I'm like what what is going on with Kawhi? That's what I'm saying. And that's why people press on Kawhi so much. It's because, dude, you just dropped 42 days ago. Nothing <laughs> happened to you. I know. And now all of a sudden you're hurt? It doesn't make sense. That's what, I know. That's what makes people upset. I know. And, I know. And so I think – but here's the thing. Russell Westbrook went off in game two. Damn, they won the game. So I love Russ. I, I, I love I'm Russ. Just, I love Russ that. is I amazing. Love that man. I love that man so much. But here's my point. Kawhi Leonard, he needs to play a lot of games this year. Because my thing as a fan, if I'm paying, you know, $70 to be in nosebleeds, I better if I if I walk over to the American Airlines Center and I'm paying $50, $60 to sit in that arena, I better see Luca and Kyrie playing if they're not hurt. I that's that's my money. I'm paying to go see the superstars. I'm not paying to watch Grant Williams. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just not doing that. I'm not paying. (laughs) Just I'm not I'm not paying to see Davis Bertons play in in the American Airlines Center. Wait, what about Mark Cuban? You're not paying to go see Mark Cuban in the flesh? Yeah, I'm sitting I'm I'm paying to see Mark Cuban sitting there like this. (laughs) The whole time. Oh, I, I understand what you're uh, saying. 
that's what I'm saying though. Like if you're not like if you don't have a torn Achilles, if you don't have a broken leg, torn ACL, whatever, concussion even, like obviously you shouldn't play. But if you're sitting there, oh, I need a I need a rest. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a superstar. I need a rest. Are you on crack? No. Like it's this is what you get paid for. This is your job. Right. Do your job. And obviously Kawhi was not hurt in that playoff series. He was he was not. Like, yeah, why didn't you he don't play? Tr- why do you think he didn't play? I'm just curious. Why do you I think he know. didn't I don't know. Like you don't drop forty and say you're you're hurt the next game, two days later. You haven't done anything. Mm. You might have run throughs at practice. It's hard to swallow, bro. It's just it's just like dude. Mm-mm-mm. Kawhi and Paul George played a lot more games than he did last year. So playoff P. I don't know. Playoff P. Pandemic P. I'm not gonna lie though. If this Clippers team, all three of the the big three there, Russ, uh, Kawhi, and Paul George, if all three of them play a decent amount of games together this year, go into the playoffs, I could I could see them. Excuse me, as a sleeper pick to make it to the Western Conference Finals. I can see it happening. That talent's there. Okay. That window's closing. Who do you think who do you think they have a better chance of beating to get there? Denver or Phoenix? <sighs> Nobody in LA is guarding Jokic. Nobody on that Clippers team could guard Jokic. And I'll tell you what. They got Beal, Booker, and Durant. Actually, that is a good matchup. Russ and Beal, PG and Devin, Kawhi and KD. I, oh my! I, I want to see that series right now. I want to watch that I series. I do too. I think I think Phoenix is the favorite to come out of the West. Um, I think Denver's gonna have somewhat of a Finals hangover. I mean, <laughs> Jokic, buddy. Jokic is so funny, bro. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he asked him. How many times have you touched the basketball this offseason? He said, I don't know, twice. <laughs> and then Jamal, Jamal Murray was like, no, nah, he ain't touched it. <laughs> but he's still going to drop 40 a game. That's Dude, that's thing. crazy that Jokic is one of those dudes who, like, basketball is just what he does to get paid. He don't have no passion oh. for it. Like, he legit has no passion for the game. Like, he does not give a – like, he has – like, Jordan is like, I eat this game. I breathe this game. You got Kobe. He's yeah. like, I work hard. This is all I do is think about basketball. And Jokic is like, oh, it's something I do to make some cash on the side. And the man <laughs> comes in like, and he's an MVP. Like, bro, like, that's bro, crazy. Jokic just wants to go ride on his horses in Serbia. Like, that's all he wants to do. That's crazy. <laughs> but I think I think Phoenix coming out starting this season has to be the favorite. I oh, mean, and they got Nurkic. Oh, he's a good yeah, center for them. Nurkic. He's going to be better than Aiden because they're not going to have a center that's demanding the ball all the time. Yeah. And Nurkic is a good rebounder yeah. and shot blocker. Oh, but they got Grayson Allen. Oh, I hate that guy. That guy sucks. I forgot. I, I think Nick Wright said Grayson Allen is the Mac Jones of the NBA. I don't know what that he means. Is. But that's the one thing I'll agree with uh, with Nick Wright on. Like that is such a great comparison. <laughs> but I mean, okay. We have to talk about Dame for a few minutes here before we wrap up. Okay. Um, and I think we talked about it last week. Do you think it's uh, – here's my question. Do you think it's going to work, the experiment with Dame and, and Giannis, Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez? Do you think it's going to work? I think it's going to be one of the most smooth, flawless 
effortless transitions of two stars working together ever. And I truly really? believe that. I think it's going to be so smooth because their games complement each other so well. Giannis can dominate first through third quarters, and Dame's going to draw attention away from him, and Giannis is going to draw attention away from Dame. So, and are you going to go to Giannis in the fourth? That's where they fell weak, bro, was the fourth quarter. Giannis was getting walled off. You can't wall off Dame from half court. In the alley-oop game, I feel like it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be effortless. I think the person that's going to struggle the most is going to be Middleton. I don't think he's going to be getting that many shot attempts, if I'm being real with you. so But I yeah. think it's going to be flawless. What do you think? you think it's going to be rough or what? No, no, not at all. I don't think it's going to be rough. I, I honestly think uh, there's going to be a couple games um, in the beginning, I think, where it's going to be like kind of a feeling out kind of process. Yeah. Um, I think eventually, like, you're going to see at midseason that this is probably, if not the best team in the East, one of the best teams in the league. Um, and they already were before Dame came. Yeah. So I, I think it's gonna. I think they have to be favorites in the East right now. But I think Boston. I think it's like a one A one B type thing. Like because that now they have Drew Holiday, they have Kristaps Porzingis, Mister Kingus Bingus himself. Uh, they still have Jason Tatum. They still have Jalen Brown there. I think top to bottom that starting five is insane. Um, so you have to look out for Boston. Um, Miami is still there. I mean, they're still kind of floating out there. Um, they're obviously not going to be able to compete. Uh, Don't forget. Like yeah, because guess what? They lost Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. Those are key yeah. rotation players for them. They lost them. That's huge yeah. for them. I agree. I agree. I mean, who else is in the East that's going to compete with those two, though? Not like, Philly if James Harden doesn't come back to play. No. I mean, Philly's not going to be there. Um, New York is definitely not. Uh, Cleveland. Nets. Cleveland might be good. They might be better this year. Don't watch out for Cleveland. Don't sleep on Cleveland. They're they're, they're sneaky good. Um, I like I love Darius Garland. I love Donovan Donovan Mitchell. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Like Mitchell's good. That dude. That dude's game is so close to like Russell Westbrook, but he's like a much better shooter than Russell Westbrook is. So that's why I love it. But <clears throat> watch out for Cleveland. New York, it might make the playoffs, but Julius Randle. We don't. We hate Julius Randle. I mean, I, it, it is what it is. But I think it's clear that the two best teams in the East are Milwaukee and Boston. That would be an insane Eastern Conference Finals. I would love to watch that series, like every single game I'll be watching. Um, and if we get Phoenix-Denver on the other side, which I think is very possible, um, I think that's going to be a great series too. So, I don't know. It's going to be. I can't. It's going to be an interesting NBA. season. I know, dude. It's going to be a great season this season. I, I have oh. a good feeling. I have a good feeling. What about? Oh, we haven't talked about the Lakers though. I don't like the Lakers. I don't really care for them. They ain't doing what do you think? The Lakers are not doing anything. They are not good enough. They don't have the good enough players. The coach. Who's their coach? Darvin, uh, Darvin Ham. Ham. <laughs> They're not – AD's not going to be healthy the whole – like LeBron's another year older. You can only ask LeBron to do so much, man. I mean, he can only give yeah. you so much for his age. The Lakers are not relevant. Neither are the Memphis Grizzlies are not going to be relevant this year. Um, yep. 
I wouldn't go that far. I, I think I having think Marcus Smart. I think ha I think oh, having Marcus I Smart. Oh, forgot about Marcus Smart. Yeah, and Derrick Rose. I think having, yep, I think having Marcus Smart there to cover down for for uh, John Morant while he's out. I think that's fantastic. And honestly, I can see them working well together with Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, I like, I love Jaron Jackson Jr. I think he's a great player, great defensive kind of anchor for a team. I, I'm just saying. Don't don't be surprised. Well, maybe I think maybe if he solid. wouldn't foul out every game he played, maybe he'd have a chance at being better. Yeah, that's true. He fouls that's out true. in a lot of his games, bro. I mean, I mean, Draymond Green does the same thing. I mean, but he gets fouled out due to text. This man Jared Jackson <laughs> be getting twelve shooting fouls. <laughs> that man Jared Jackson be getting a foul on almost every shot he tries to block, bro. It is that's sad. True. But, but he is a blocks leader. He, he is the he led the league in blocks last year. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a fun season though. I will say this. Watch out for the Thunder. I told you don't, I told thunder. you don't be surprised if they're a top four seed. Don't be they surprised. Are, I mean Chet. Giddy, Chet, SGA, Lou Dort, what's his name? Uh Pook uh, what's his name? Uh I don't even know how to say his last name. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about, though. Right? Yes. Um, I mean that team is, uh, that team is solid, man. I mean, very solid. And they used to have the Dallas Mavericks there. I mean, they added Grant Williams, Kyrie stayed, Luca's obviously there. They need more defense, I mean, man. They need more defense. They do. They, they need do. it. They cannot perform with those two playing defense. I am ready. I'm ready to walk over to the American Airlines Center this season and watch Dwight Powell put up one point and two rebounds every game. <laughs> Why is he still on the team, bro? Oh, Why is he still in the league? I buddy, have no idea. Buddy needs to start learning some Chinese. Buddy's going to be on the Beijing. Bro, what are they? There's this the Shanghai Sharks. There's this clip. There's this clip of NBA. Inside the NBA is one of the best shows in television. Yes. On TNT. There's this thing. It's like. It's, it was from years ago. I was like, where do he play now? And Charles Barkley shows a picture of some random NBA player or some, <laughs> a random basketball player. I know what you're talking and, about. And Shaq guesses, and he already, like, the producers had had it set up that he's going to get it right. Yeah. And then they showed Aaron Brooks. He used to play for the Rockets. And Shaq pulled up the sign, and usually it's like said it in English. It said, he he's had it right. He said, Guangdong Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was the funniest clip ever, bro. I don't know why it was oh hilarious. He got it right. Oh and everybody was God. like, ain't no way he just got that right. Guangdong. Oh, my God. Shaq is, oh, Inside the NBA is amazing. I love Inside the NBA. I'm so, I'm so ready for those guys to come back. Oh, God. Dude, I need to see Shaq falling into a Christmas tree again. That was I so know. funny. Oh, Shaq is my God. Imagine if Stephen A. Smith was on that show. Stephen Dude. A. Shaq, Charles, and Ernie. I could do without. <laughs> I could do without Kenny sometimes, but yeah, yeah, that'd be. Funny. I mean, they technically they both are with Turner Sports, so I mean that's why Shaq comes on ESPN sometimes. So, yeah, I'm just saying that could yeah. happen. But yeah, Charles Barkley, man, that man's sus. <laughs> that man's sus. Where do you see? I'm, jugg you see I'm juggling two balls here. <laughs> Where do you see real quick before we end? Because it's been a while. Thoughts yeah. on on two teams? I'm I'm curious. 
where do you think the Warriors are going to be going into? Are they going to make the playoffs? And then how much improvement realistically do you see San Antonio making with Victor? And do you think Victor has a chance of being one of the only players to make an all-star team in his rookie year? Um, so to answer your Warriors question, um, I think they make the playoffs as like the seven or eight seed. I just think the West is way too deep. Um, I think there's a lot of young teams coming up that are going to supplant them. Uh, obviously, Steph is still Sacramento. there. Sacramento. Can't even forget about Sacramento. That's what I'm saying. I think Sacramento should have won that series. They should have beaten Golden State last year. Um, the multi uh, if, you remember, if you haven't, if you don't remember from episode like three, <laughs> I got on you for saying that Darren Fox outplayed Steph, even though. They lost the series. I I still think Sacramento should have won. I like Sacramento a lot. Uh, so I, I think they, the Warriors are like the 6-7-8 seed in the West. Um, but for the Spurs, the Spurs, they're going to have – it's gonna. there's going to be growing pains. Let me say that. There's going to be growing pains. I think Victor's going to have a good year. I think he averages like 15, 10, and 5 or something along the lines of that. Maybe 20. He might average 20. Um, I think Jeremy Sohan is going to have a great year. Um, I think he's very underrated at that power forward spot. He had a lot of good games last year. Um, so, And I think with another year under his belt, I think that's going to help Victor kind of develop. Having Jeremy there is going to help Victor get more comfortable with what the Spurs are like. Um so I think they, they might have a shot at making the playoffs. I don't know if they will. Um, and I think Victor can. He can make an all-star game. But it's just a matter if, if the number one, if the Spurs are playing well. Okay, the Spurs have to play yeah, well. Yeah, that's key. Number two, is he going to be able to outplay Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, yeah. Jalen Brown, Jason, yeah. Jason Tate, Giannis, Damian Lillard, like all of these guys that – I would take over him right now. He has to outplay those guys halfway through the season. So it's going to be tough. I'm not saying it's impossible. LeBron did it. So um, it's not impossible. But I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains in San Antonio for right now. But don't worry. I'm telling you, like, next year, year after, watch out. Just just watch out, man. Okay. What do you think? I think I agree with everything you just said. Exactly. I think I agree with that. So I'm hoping Victor can average at least like 22, 23, because I think he's going to be the number one option on that team. And yeah. I think when you talk about him going up against other star players, I think even the fact that he's a rookie, elite players like Steph are going to be scared to go in the paint against Victor. Oh, 100%. Yeah, they're going to not even win. And that alters an entire team's game plan. When you got somebody like Victor – in the paint, the only two people that I think would have no fear going up against, three. Zero fear in the West. Jokic, he won't give a damn. He's still going to post up. He posted up AD. He didn't give a damn. Chet Holmgren, because I think Chet wants to prove that he's that dude and not Victor, and he wants to know why people are thinking Victor is all this in a bag of chips when Chet has the exact same skill set as Victor. Yeah. And number three, <laughs> This dude, John Morant, he'll dunk on anything, bro. That dude, John Morant, don't care. He don't care who's in the paint. He's going to try to dunk on you. He will. When he KD? Comes back, KD, I think he will get a little bit 
he gets a little bit he plays off his game when Kawhi's guarding him, dude. And Kawhi's not even yeah, but, big. But KD can post a guy. He's seven foot damn near. And I mean Victor's seven five. You're not shoot I don't you're the only person that can shoot over Victor up close is two people in league history. Three. Two. Manute bold. <laughs> no. Nikola Jokic and Dirk Nowitzki. Because their their release points are back here. Bro. Way back here. They're, yeah. Victor's not blocking that shot. He's not. So. Yeah. But yeah. You don't think Bold Bold is gonna have a chance? <laughs> no. I mean, he's just he's almost as tall as him. People argue Dude, Bold, Bold People argue Bold Bold has the same talent as Victor and Chet. But he. That's what I'm saying. He has to get. He has a chance though. He's in Phoenix now. Oh my we'll god! See. I forgot. Oh my god! That team is so stacked right now. Gosh, They're Nurkic insane. starting Bol Bol off the bench. My goodness. Uh, oh, oh, ooh, sneaky though. Watch a Nurkic at the four, Bol Bol at the five. Sometimes they might run that. I'm just saying, they might run that lineup with who? Beal at the at the point, Devin at the two, KD at or a Kogi at the three. No, KD at the four. Oh, KD at the three, Bowl at the four, and Nurkic at the five. Or Nurkic at the four, Bowl at the five. That's an interesting lineup. That's a lot of length and a lot of shooting. I'm just saying. They could run it. They could. Oh, Phoenix is going to be fun to watch next year. They are. New head coach. David Vogel. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I forgot about that. Or Monty wow. Williams, man. They did him so dirty. It was not his fault that they lost. Yeah, he was a great coach. And now he's, he's great coach. in Detroit. Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. Yikes. All right, you want to close That's this out? That's not a good look. You want to close this out? Yeah, we ran. We, we, we went a long time today. Almost almost two hours. Wow, holy crap. Um, but anyways, thanks for watching, guys. Uh I didn't see any calls come in, so that's great for us. We got to talk for two hours. But um, – so thank you guys for watching. Uh, like I said earlier, we're always live on YouTube and Twitch uh, on Wednesday nights. So if you want to go take this and rewind it before we upload it on Spotify and Apple, we're going to be on. It's already uploaded to YouTube right now. So you'll be able to go on our channel. It's the Athletic Exchange Pod. And you'll be able to watch all of our predictions for this upcoming week if you want to watch them tomorrow, Friday, or Saturday. Um, but we're going to try to have everything uploaded and caught back up this week and this weekend. Um, so keep a lookout for that. Uh, subscribe to our socials. Leave us a review. Five stars preferably on Spotify and Apple. Um, and I think that's it, right? Did I miss anything? No, that was good. <laughs> Peace out. All right. We'll see everyone next week. Thanks for listening.